one. Test, test, test. The old test. Testing, testing. The old test thing. Okay. The old testament. Welcome to the Off 5 Podcast. A podcast where we talk about The Office. Are you still watching The Office? The US version. Yes, we are. This is one where we go through all the episodes of The Office and we talk about it, right? Yeah, not minute by minute, but just in general, our thoughts, feelings, emotions, and... Not second by second, either. Yeah, not second by second. Not scene by scene, even. We just go through it in the order we want to. You were shaking your head, so I thought that I was getting it wrong. Like, we do do that? And I was like, wait. Disappointing. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I've been under um, false pretenses this whole time. That's right. <laughs> we're on episode, what is this? It's season two, episode 11. So, 17 overall. Uh, yes, and it's called Booze Cruise. In the first minute, one thing I like, just kidding. <laughs> oh, I was like... Starts wait. with a cold open, but let's talk about the, in general, what happens. Okay. Uh, by reading the Wikipedia Okay, go ahead. As of, as of our tradition. Shall I? Yes, you shall. I shall. In this episode, Michael Scott brings the office on a booze cruise and plans on doing some motivational speaking. Motivationals in quotes. After he learns that the captain of the boat has other plans, a power struggle emerges. Meanwhile, Pam Beasley and Roy's previously stagnant relationship blossoms. (laughs) That's nice. While Jim, Halpert, and Katie's begins to falter. Hmm. Not loving the way that was written. Isn't it weird how they always say Pam Beasley, but they never say anybody else's last name? Is it Jim Halpert? Yeah. It didn't say Roy or Katie's. Yeah. Do we even know Roy's last name? Yeah. Um, Anderson. Roy Anderson. Mr. She was going to be Pamela Anderson. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Good call. Um, but yeah, I didn't like how that was written. Here's what I don't like. Okay. One relationship is blossoming. And the other one is faltering. It's breaking up. It's dead. Its petals are falling off and it's decomposing. It's, yeah, it's, it's over. It's ending the circle of life. The circle of life that ends abruptly. And there will be no seed pod. No seed pod. No. No little CC. I'm kind of sad personally that Amy Adams isn't going to be in the show anymore. Why not? Because they broke up. Oh, I thought they were going to get engaged. <laughs> So did she. Yeah. Whoa. Uh, For some reason. Okay. Yeah. And Jim was not very nice about that. No. No. He wasn't at all. Not at all. He was in a he was like, bad no. mood at the time. I know. I was like, okay, Jim. Like, the least you could do is wait till you're on land to break up so that that's, she can act, at least leave. That's protocol. Oh, yeah, yeah. True. Yeah. And also, so she'll have solid ground beneath her feet. Yeah, exactly. Not the remainder of this boat. Yeah, and or it's ship, like not, sorry. not a cool ship either, to be on. They're doing a leader boat training. There's a lot of metaphors about leader boats. Yeah, exactly. It's weird. Yeah, I do feel bad for Katie, obviously. It's, uh, let's, we'll get into it when we, yeah, we when will. we talk about oh, that we stuff. Will. Uh, let's do Great Scott, a segment we have about productions and trivia. 
This episode written by Greg Daniels. We know him. Solid dude. I think he really understands the U.S. version of The Office. He's a good guy. And directed by Ken Quapis, who we've talked about several times and directed the first couple episodes. Mm-hmm. This episode also featured Amy Adams, as you mentioned, and Rob Riggle. Yeah, and Rob Riggle um, is actually from my hometown. What? Yeah, he's from Kansas. He went to KU. He's a Jayhawk. Jayhawk? Who cares? Uh? <laughs> no. Rock, chalk, a Jayhawk. Go KU. A W E. Awesome, awesome is what we are. We're the J Rock superstars. J Rock? No, Jayhawk. Okay, well. But, and he's Captain Jack. <laughs> Captain Jack. Yeah, Captain. More like Captain Jack. Like Captain Jack Sparrow. Or like Jack from kind of Titanic. yeah kind of yeah <laughs> along the same lines like similar <laughs> i think inspired by those yeah exactly <laughs> but yeah he's a kansan just like me so that's very cool, cool. landlocked mm-hmm. he's um one of the only famous people from that area mm. mm-hmm. who else um jason sudeikis oh, okay i like him and paul rudd oh they're all they've all got a certain Easy going, wherever the hell Kansas ish charm to them, yeah, like you have. Of, thank you. You yeah. think I'm like Rob Riggle? <laughs> yeah, you're like a Paul Rudd of this podcast. <laughs> what are you of this podcast? The Kevin Nealon <laughs> or the Ken Quapis? <laughs> <laughs> the Ken Quapis. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh-huh. Okay. Okay. So continue with your um, office productions. Oh, I mean, so great Scott production. Rob Riggle is famous for having been a Marine before he was an actor. And in this episode, he talks Captain, about Desert Storm. Yeah. And it, do you know at that moment he wasn't acting? He was really mm-hmm. talking about leadership from the heart. <laughs> and he was also an actor in movies such as The Hangover <laughs> and other films I didn't write down. Because I realized I was going to write down a list and I didn't. What are some other ones we remember him from? Um, I mean, I know he's Step on Brothers? Saturday Night Live. Oh, yeah. He was in Step Brothers. He was really funny on Step Brothers. Yeah. That's what I Boom! think I remember him or about. Yeah. Bam. Or something. Mm-hmm. He was yelling. Mm-hmm. Um, um, oh, yeah. For the Catalina wine mixer. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. That was when I first saw him. Mm-hmm, that was the first too. when I became aware of him and Adam Scott. Yeah. Yes. Um, and what else was he in? He was on Saturday Night Live and The Daily Show. Oh, okay. Yeah, Daily Show. Mm-hmm. I remember that. He's been in a lot of things. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, the story for Booze Cruise was inspired by a friend of BJ Novak's who had gone on a booze cruise. And any, it's also kind of inspired by anyone who's ever gone on a booze cruise. Yeah, that's true. Have you been on a booze cruise before? No. Have you? Uh, I went on something similar. It's It was called a Sunset uh, Whale Watching and Wine Tour. Oh. And... Um, <laughs> and we did, did you whine s- about the whales? No, 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 no. They just like provided wine, but you had to buy it. Uh, they did have a cheese tray. Bar. Yeah, it was a cash bar. Um, they had a cheese tray that was from like a grocery store. Like it was just like provolone cut up with crackers. Not great. <laughs> and um, we saw whales though, so cool. We didn't care. You're not supposed to feed the whales. The cheese. cheese. Yeah. yeah. They only like fancy cheese. The Humboldt fog or the brie, the triple <laughs> cream brie. <laughs> That's right. So served at room temperature, if you would, even no matter how cold the ocean is, they would. They <laughs> if want you it. would. 
Thank you and goodbye. And here we have from the Wisconsin region, a uh, nice cheddar. And it's not because they like nutritionally need the better cheese. It's just if you're feeding them bad cheese, they're not going to come back every time you go yeah. on one of your little yeah. cruises or whatever. I agree. That's what their passive aggressive what... note said last time. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> they were just porpoises. So Novak told, oh, for a porpoise. Novak told Daniels about the trip and then Daniels proceeded to write an episode about it yeah and the episode featured a third and final appearance of katie goodbye katie go back to selling your purses bye hot girl (laughs) oh yeah one of your favorite characters is gone forever (laughs) does it i was you know i would like to say that it feels like she's in more episodes but it actually feels like she's in fewer because she's based such a small part it's just yeah. that she's like in the background dating I, Jim this whole time and they didn't yeah. even talk about her at his party. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say that like at the party, we know that they're dating and it kind of like creates a different um, atmosphere. So right. maybe that's why it seems like she's in more episodes. I think that's possible. And you're also probably thinking of um, her in um, her starring Joaquin Phoenix. Oh, is she like? real girlfriend the one who's not a phone mm-hmm. i was thinking of her in, in arrival oh painting little is that why i think she's in the office more than she is yeah i was thinking about she's been in so many things surely most of them were the office yeah, right but no yeah that's what i thought too no that was isla fisher <laughs> um no but did you know where this episode was filmed no oh was it lake wall and pop pack probably not but it was filmed on a boat Oh, really? I guess it's not that surprising because they're so clearly on a boat, but that's trivia. Cool. Okay, let's go into the Finer Things Club where we talk about the things in the office that we like so much. Wait, I had one thing about Lake Wall and Pop Pack. Oh. It's the third largest lake in Pennsylvania. What's the second? <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Follow up. Um, But I will say that it is... 60 feet deep in places. That's pretty deep. Yeah. You might need a life vest for that. That's true. And you might need to jump off the boat any direction. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> All right. Finer things club. Finer things. What do you, what do you got? Let's do you first. Well, I think um, this is one of my favorite uh, pranks that Jim plays on Dwight the, for the cold opening where he puts all of his stuff in the... Um, what do you call that thing? Vending machine? Yeah, vending machine. Yeah, and then gives him uh, nickels. Yeah. I thought he gave him enough nickels to buy him all back. But it was just to get his wallet back. <laughs> then he's supposed to spend his money after that, right? <laughs> and then Pam's like, um, I just bought it to the pencil cup. And Dwight's just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, he, he gives up on that one pretty quickly. Yeah. You would think that wouldn't be the case. <laughs> no. Yeah, but I think... Maybe he's just resigned and maybe he just like, he has such a single track mind that he, once he realizes that there's a solution to the problem, he doesn't care like that Jim created the problem and the solution. He just like, we'll go for it. There's a time crunch. I agree. I also, you know how we're going to do this where we can jump in at any time. Question. (laughs) Okay. What is it? Um, so. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Oh. Where did all the food go? Where did they take all the food out of the vending machine? 
Oh, I guess he knows the guy who works. Did they just put the stuff in front of the candy? I forgot to look. I don't think there's anything behind it. Um, But that is a good question. Although I bet you he, Jim just made a, yeah, Jim just made like a deal with the guy. But who's going to get this money now? Because he put a lot of money in there. There's not using up any inventory. Um, Was Jim... I think it's kind of cute that Jim and Pam like organize this where Pam will come in right after. But was Jim, how long was Jim just eating chips for? Like, how did they how do they know which half hour period Dwight was going to come to the break room? Yeah, that's true. And more, question. <laughs> why didn't Dwight see that his stuff wasn't on his desk initially? Why didn't he see that it wasn't there? Yeah. He walked by his desk to get there. Did he? this doesn't make any sense the more you think about it yeah that's true but then you're just like ruining my favorite um prank (laughs) sorry about that (laughs) i really like the band oh yeah me too on the on the ship they play multiple genres of music and sometimes it seems like they're not playing those specific songs but they've got a great full sound Mm -hmm. they do and they're not just playing police covers either no like scrantonicity too yeah yeah and then you have well you'd be a great name for an original rock band if you're just gonna start one in your hometown what scrantonicity (laughs) three we should start one it'll be like would you just play police covers you're like no that's one and two (laughs) we play original indie rock songs With, Obviously. We think we have slightly a math rock influence, but oh we'll leave that up to you. Oh, my well, that God. Depends whether or not you know what math or not. You know how many bands I know that say that exact same yeah, thing? Yeah. <laughs> not a big math fan. <laughs> well, yeah. I just never, like, I could never really pass, you know, Calc 2. So, I just kind of gave up on it. Passing's kind of an outdated expression. Yeah, I guess that's true. I should be You don't saying... have to worry about passing anymore. You just have to worry about being yourself. <laughs> I was always great. that. I was always <laughs> that. Yeah. That's oh yeah, that's what your test said on it. Great, great <laughs> job at being yourself. However, you got an F. Um Oh, and can I just follow up on that with Michael's knee slapping dance that goes in time with the actual music? It's oh pretty impressive. God. He's actually like pr- a pretty good dancer. Can you imagine if he was at one of the clubs here in Fort Collins? Um He'd be killing it. What do you call that place? The I've never been to a club in Fort Collins. Bondi Beach Bar. Have you been in there when it's when it's? I happened? was in there for three minutes once. I did stand up comedy there, and I went there <laughs> to eat lunch with my dad. <laughs> I've never been there <laughs> during the like, rage in time. Literally the opposite of what people go there for. <laughs> no, man, their uh, food is is not bad. Really? Not good, but not bad. Not at all bad though. The drinks are not good. It's Australian inspired Hmm. the bondi beach well i just think that um yeah i thought his dance moves were great cutting the rug yeah he's out there man i don't know if everyone's picking up what he's leaving on the dance floor yeah but but they should because it's everywhere (laughs) because it's everywhere you have to what do you like finer thing um let's see what else did i like oh i loved that kevin was wearing his ski mask the whole time me too like he really um he probably bought it for that right yeah he took it to heart what michael said so at the beginning michael said bring a toothbrush a ski mask rubber soled shoes uh and swimsuit and jim's idea was pretty you know pretty close 
which was that they were going to rob a bank and then escape through the sewers and then brush their teeth. That's part of their camaraderie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and the, But Stanley wasn't very happy with that. No. What else did you like? Finer things. Um, oh, well, my next one was Kevin wearing a ski mask. So we're on the same page there. Yes. So one of the things I love about this episode is the 23 seconds of silence that Jim and Pam spend together. Oh, you that counted it out. That is an eternity. Let's wait for 23 seconds right now just to see how long it is. Okay. You can see how long it is in entertainment. Ready? Okay. My watch doesn't do seconds. It's right here. <laughs> oh, here we go. Okay. And there, there we go. Did I add right? Do um, I know math? I don't think so, but, <laughs> but it was. By the way, it's a long time. And now you know math. <laughs> <laughs> that was long. That was that long. Yeah. Oh. I think. But oh, oh. I mean, I yeah. It was like there was a lot being said in that twenty seconds between Jim and Pam. Yeah, and trust without, me, if, if you're listening to the podcast, it will be the right amount of time because I run it through a program that shrinks all the silences down to nothing and then i'll have to put it back in so it'll be exactly the right amount of time okay so have no fear don't fear um and that's that's such a long time (laughs) that's such a long time to have people not talking on a 22 minute show that's true i mean but it was very necessary just to get kind of like their whole vibe and i mean and then pam's the one who cuts it off yeah she's got hand yeah, she's cold. She, she's got the 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 power in the relationship. Yeah. Because I think she knows she can always like fall back on her fiance if she needs to. I think fall back on Jim if she needs to. Ooh. Yeah, I think she's keeping him on the back burner. So the context of this is they're both trying to escape people that are different from they are. And would actually make a good couple. I was thinking that too. Katie and Roy. Can can we is it too late? Could Roy get divorced in the future and still be with Katie? Is he married? By the end. Oh, I don't remember that. What would their couple name be? Um, Katie and Roy? Katoy or Rady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Kills bugs fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were really hitting it off. And they were like flirting with each other. They just had a lot in common, which yeah. is like what you want to see. Mm-hmm. And um, Pam was kind of making fun of Katie to Jim silently. Mm-hmm. And I think that is kind of what set the whole thing into motion. Like them going up to the roof to- or the deck upstairs. And then, um, you know, they have that silent moment. And then Pam realizes what Jim is thinking, obviously. Yeah. I mean, it's been building for a while now. Because he gives her a look. Yeah, it's a like, certain look that's like, yeah. Because yeah. he like takes a breath where he's like, he doesn't look like he's about to say something, but he's yeah. like, he's like trying to communicate with her telepathically. Yeah, and she knows. And then he just stays up there and stares in the water and is like, I have to break up with Katie. And then what is he going to go say to her? 
right before Roy gets drunk and cuts him off. And that says, was one of my questions. Let's question. What do you which? What do you think? What would he say? Question. I think that he was going to. I mean, there's been multiple times now where he could have told her everything. So the first one was at Chili's when she was drunk. Yeah, that's true. And the second one could have been at the fight. Yeah, or maybe on the roof. Yeah, or in at his party. Definitely. Um, let's speculate about that question a little bit later. Okay. I want to give all the context of what's okay. going on at that part, and there's okay. other things happening. Okay. I'm done with finer things, if you are. Yeah, there's a lot I liked, but most of it is in the character section. Sure. Okay. We got to make sure YouTube comes down to film this. This is where we talk about the ways in which the documentary interacts with the show. I had a lot of things that I was thinking about this because I think since it's off-site, it makes you think a little bit more about that. Um, yeah, I think so too. Especially just like seeing the boat from the side. Mm -hmm. There are certain points during the cruise where the cameras couldn't have been like from the dock that they left. And so I don't know if there was like a boat going alongside or they were just like at points or along the shore. They brought their own boat. Oh, so you're saying there's like camera shots from the side to the yeah. side of the boat? Yeah. Wow. And I don't know if you know this, but Lake Wampop Pack is the third largest lake in Pennsylvania. And so... I feel like I heard that somewhere. Yeah. And just like for them to be able to like logistically figure that out would be kind of difficult. Telephoto lenses and stuff. Mm -hmm. Drones. You know, so we watched all the deleted scenes and we're not going to talk about them specifically, but there's one where Toby gets left. And he's kind of happy about it. He is. And that's why he's not on the boat. But also there's a cameraman with him. So, so that's what, probably where it came from. So that cameraman's going to be like driving around real quick to grab those shots because Vernon is like, why did why did they bring a cameraman just to stay, just in case someone comes late? Mm -hmm. So that makes more sense actually. That was mm -hmm. one of that was going to be one of my questions too. Is what why is that cameraman still there? Yeah, behind with just Toby. Boring. How many cameramen do you think are on this boat? I would say like two. I would say so as well, but kind of like with the last episode, there's times where something minor is happening or seemingly minor, but both of the cameras are there. Yeah. And it seems weird. Like when Michael's talking to Pam, there's two cameras standing right next to them, which I think would kind of ruin that moment a little bit, even though they're numb to the cameras. Like having two which of them. Which moment? The long silence. Oh, when Jim is talking to Pam? Yeah. Then what did I say? Oh, Michael. I think. Oh, okay. Well, when Mike... I might have confused what I was trying to say because when Michael is talking to Jim, it's the same exact oh, thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But in both of those cases, like two people just got engaged. Mm -hmm. Is it not worth keeping a camera inside to see what's going to happen? Well, yeah. That, so there may be three, but I think that like what the camera men at this point or women know at this point is that like you need to pick up on the reactions mm -hmm. of um, certain things from other people. Like... The seemingly minor characters are where, like, the reactions are coming from. And they know, like, you know, that Jim is going to have a certain reaction to that. Right. And so, they're going to be, like, on Jim. That's the moment I wrote down, too. So, there's two cameras doing reverse angles when Roy is uh, proposing to Pam. 
or like when they're dancing and Michael's up on the stage and one of them's facing the stage in both cases and one of them's facing the audience, which turns out to be the same place both times because it's like Pam and then it's Pam and Roy there. But the person that's facing that way also keeps moving the camera over to see Jim, but it's not a different camera. Oh. Like it's, it's like it's like the same one will kind of veer over and be like, and there's they're like so happy. Oh, look at Jim over there. And I really liked that it was the same camera doing that, not we keep cutting to a completely separate camera that's just sitting across from Jim showing him sad. Yeah, I think whatever. that gives it a different feeling. There was multiple times in the episode where I felt that same way, like when, um, let's see. Oh, when they're asking Jim, they're kind of all standing at the bar right after Captain Jack talks about Desert Storm. Yeah. They're all asking about, like, who would you save? Mm-hmm. And um, Jim says the customer, but you know that he's thinking about Pam. And then the camera just looks like beyond his face, right? To yeah. Pam. And it's the same camera. So you see everything going here and then you see everything going um, like long shot of her too, like zooming in on her. Interesting. Yeah. Good. That's a good moment. And then right after that, he's going to walk over there and the camera's kind of following him. So this is good, even though we were a little bit nitpicking it before the season two camera work they're getting kind of a good hybrid yeah they're getting moments like that that are really cool where it's like something unexpected is happening they're still catching it but they're still getting all the face stuff and yeah if it were just one camera doing it and they weren't getting both people's faces you just might not like the show as much even though the camera is technically more realistic you might be kind of like well why are they it's just the you way to see it but but like the way they're showing it to you is interesting yeah like the direction mm-hmm. um is like they set that up in a way that it could be captured, like hypothetically. Like, I don't think that necessarily that would happen if it was a true documentary, but the way that it's set up, like, um, like blocked kind of, yeah. you know, you like the people are strategically set up so that that can happen. Like, um, another moment that I was thinking about is when, um, Michael is talking about the booze cruise. They're like in the office or the conference room talking about the booze cruise. Michael talks about, you know, what the booze cruise is going to entail. And Brenda is writing down comments. Like you can tell that she's kind of upset. And then like it like focuses right beyond her on um, Dwight saying, I, I captain. <laughs> so you've got like this whole like, um, you know, just juxtaposition of these two characters having a different reaction to Michael. Right, yeah. And that's like, be like a cameraman at the front getting Michael's perspective and then another one capturing what Michael's doing and miraculously never filming each other. Yeah. No matter what. That's a good point. But that is, like, you don't see cameramen in reality shows usually either. No. That is possible to do um, with a little bit of pushing. And I think that's true here too. But yeah, I don't know. It's just like, you do notice the camera more because it's not just the same old things. But one thing I noticed or realized is that these other people in the office that are minor characters, they're just minor characters because the show decided they're minor characters. And that's true for the show. That's true for the documentary. Like, well, they don't have a lot going on. And it's like, well, the documentary crew doesn't just hang out filming their faces or their conversations. Yeah. They, they only really film them as something interesting is happening. And then yeah. they usually interview them about that thing, especially at this point. They might, someone, you know, like they could have been showing... Dwight and Angela more, you know, they show them a little bit, but Dwight's kind of a main character. What if, I don't know, Creed and Meredith had like a really good friendship or something, you know? Yeah, I wonder why they would 
settle on Jim and Pam's storyline. Very attractive and young. Yeah. White. Mm-hmm. Also, I think that Creed and Meredith might not have that great of a friendship because later on he doesn't even know who she is. <laughs> even they've been living. <laughs> so there's li- there's like, like literally no other relationships except for everyone else just does their work and it's yeah. so lame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and then one last thing about that mm-hmm. section was when Jim kind of says that how long is it going to be until Michael goes to the front of the boat and says I'm the ki- I'm the king of the world? Yeah, and then. Like two seconds after they get on the boat, Michael goes to the front and says that, and Jim looks directly at the camera and goes. He points at his he watch. Points at his watch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that is a good one, and it's like a direct interaction with the yeah cameraman, where it's like, was he really gonna like his paycheck must be pretty sizable, <laughs> two weeks of pay to the cameraman just for that. Yeah. <laughs> or right. was he like lying? I don't know. <laughs> Probably, but like it'd be weird. He's giving it to the camera crew or just that one guy (laughs) not really clear but the the parameters of the bet were not were not really oh i also really like when jim and katie are breaking up that it's shown through one of those little portage windows little round ones oh yeah that like like the cameraman's clearly not in the same room as them yeah and it gives it a a a whole ship feel it's a a shipload of feels it's not a ship it's a ferry you know it's like oh we don't say that anymore It's it's a fairy with those like low ceiling tiles. Like it has ceiling tiles and fluorescent lights. But there's boats on it. Oh, it's a person passenger ferry. It's It's a cruise. I just it's a it's a they're going around. They're sightseeing. Yeah, seeing the sights at night in the winter time. (laughs) Yeah, in January. (laughs) Yeah. Um, and the last thing I did have for that one was when Jim is sitting mm, melancholic there the end after he's already broken up with katie and then he like looks over and that song's playing the part where he's showing jim but there's like a pink bar on the side that's like a light of some sort and the camera like gets it in the frame for a while and then switches like sees it and moves back over oh. like it's framing it so that this like obnoxious light isn't in there it's probably from like the stage or something and i thought that was i didn't cool. even notice that it's really like settles just like on the right side there's like a like a pink bar there and then they're like oh that kind of ruins the shot and like like just kind of shifted it back over like a real person is moving the camera which they were but i also like the jim sitting there and then i'm panning over to katie glaring at him and then back and then he gets up (laughs) i know like i said that is so awkward come on jim bad move yeah horrible move it was he's uh invited katie He's really self-absorbed this time. I'm sure we'll get to that when we talk about Jim. And let's do right now, because we can just talk about him along with our other characters in a segment we called, Do You Think the World is Crawling with Phyllis's? So, yeah, Jim, I think, seems pretty self-absorbed in this episode. He's not being a bad person, but he's acting very in his own interest. Not malicious, but it's like, it's getting to the point now where he can't fake uh, Yeah, what I he's think doing he's anymore. just like really wallowing in the fact that he's not going to get the girl that he wants. Yeah. Because he can't say it. I mean, he's had so many opportunities. Do you think that was a good time? I think he's, he feels the pull of like knowing that it will ruin their friendship. Yeah. And it's kind of inappropriate to do. Might make Roy want to punch him. Yeah. That's true. But like Michael said, I mean, you know, you've got to do it at some point or else. 
you're gonna have to move away to um a different brand <laughs> stanford yeah hmm yeah i don't know i guess it would be selfish of him to do that now as well so i don't really know how he cannot be selfish mm-hmm. other than his one slip up during the uh um the client he's been a doing a good job of not saying anything subtle which would be way worse i guess but what do you think's better do you think it'd be better if he were subtly suggesting that they got along really well all the time no because i think pam picks up on it regardless of if he's hinting or not yeah so it's either like i mean it is up to him because pam isn't gonna be like it kind of seems you like you like me I'm like engaged, but like, mm, I don't weird. know. Are you like, do you like me? You know, because uh, he's going to just, because I think that it, what? There's this, no. yeah, exactly. There's like this whole thing where like, I don't think Pam would be uncomfortable with vulnerability, but it seems like Jim really is. And like, I think that it's a really egotistical thing because he doesn't know for sure if he's going to get rejected and his ego is on the line. Mm hmm. And then add to that the the inappropriate factor and the like really not good timing. <laughs> and because but he, because he's not putting out the feelers, he doesn't really know that she would uh, return that. And yeah. if she's not going to return that, then it would be better for him to not mention it. Yeah, and try so, to like, keep it secret. How would he do that though? There's no way for him. I mean, because yeah, you're right. She's not going to do it. He's been doing all he can, really. It's true, and she's done stuff too but it's not um yeah they have a complicated thing going on in this one because pam is i mean pam starts that conversation with sometimes i just don't get roy and uh not being super excited about but then she looks super excited when he sets a date june 10th so yeah so let's say so when jim goes over captain jack is talking about uh leadership or res- responsibility something like that i don't know what he's talking about i wasn't really paying attention <laughs> no but he he's talking about how he like how he went and married his first wife which is a hilarious oh, after, sentence after the um it's a hilarious after story his, his uh stint in the army yeah yeah saying like i knew i had to marry my first wife it's so funny because it implies that they got divorced and then remarried and he's also not married now I guess that's not implied, but it's true. Probably. and uh, Probably, but he did hook up with Meredith, but I guess that doesn't mean anything. That doesn't mean... I mean, on the open seas, anything goes. Yeah. The open seas of Lake Wall and Popak. Um, but yeah, so he says that and he inspires Roy. You see it in his drunk face to propose to Pam. And it also inspires Jim to do something similar at the exact same time. You see it in his face. They both head off in separate directions, but unfortunately, the direction Roy is going also it's contains to the a, microphone. a microphone that yeah. leaches all the way over to where Jim is going. So, yeah. he gets there slightly faster. But Jim is going to probably tell, ask her if she can go outside again. And yeah. she'll be like, I'm cold. And he'll be like, but no, but this time, I want to say something instead of just standing. Um, For 23 seconds. So, what do you think he was going to say? I really think he was probably going to say look like i have feelings for you and um i've been feeling it for a while i mean why do you think i always come up to your desk and always like 
you know, like do weird things. What do you think that was about? Yeah, exactly. And like you're you need to like like break up with Roy, but like that? No, I don't think you need to break up with Roy, but like I would appreciate I would like you to break up with Roy. I think it would be in your best interest if you're into if it you, to break if up you with maybe him. Maybe are ready to leave your abusive relationship. It would probably be a good time. I think it would be a great time. You can jump into another relationship, and I which could jump might into a, little... a different girl. Yeah, mine's still over there. We haven't broken yeah. up, Mo. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's coming. Don't like, worry. Yeah, hmm. and I knew this boot cruise was the perfect opportunity to yeah. do it. Uh, I think it's interesting that and i think and purposeful that jim and pam seem like by far the most sober people yeah that like katie and roy are way more drunk than they are so it's not like because anything goes on the booze cruise when you're so drunk you tell people stuff you know no yeah because they do that again later yeah to point out that they're not drunk during the next big scene of theirs and remember um i mean like later on we're gonna see somebody else's engagement actually it is the same people's engagement cut off by another couple's engagement. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, everyone's stealing the microphone, I guess. Just He's getting institutional blocked. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> or <something>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Huh. Well, but, so I, yeah, I think he was going to go over and say something like that. What do you think Pam would have said? Were he to say that in the most charming gym way? I mean, because I think it would. She seems pretty down. Yeah. She does, but I think that it would have been just casino night again, or before, mm-hmm. you know? It's possible, but she just said to Katie, like, there's no end in sight, and like, you don't want my advice, you don't want my life, basically. She's not, like, she doesn't think they're in a good place. I she think, doesn't think she gets him, but also she's not, like, thinking that they're actually ever going to get married now. Yeah, I think um, Pam honestly would have been like, what about Katie and Roy? Which is a good point, you know. Pam, we just hooked yeah. them up? No. To the old switcheroo? No, 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 no. Oh, he would, oh, okay. He would have been like, or she would have said, we got to break up with these people before we could discuss that, you right, know? Right, okay. And then he'd be like, so are you, you going to do that? I don't <laughs> so want to pressure gonna you. So you do it? Because if you are, I'll break, break up with Katie. Katie right now. If not. Even if you're not. I'm probably going to stay with Katie. <laughs> probably not. Even <laughs> Just though she, kidding. I won't. Even though she like, looks kind of like you, I still think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're warm and funny. <laughs> yeah. And plus, you weren't a cheerleader. You were artsy fartsy with turtleneck. Oh, okay. Which I like better. Haha, <laughs> that's so funny. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But... Yeah, I don't know. Jim is kind of being selfish, but, you know, there's no other way for him to be right now. He's being selfish, but he's not being, like, outrageous, selfish, like, I deserve the world. He just feels, like, conflicted, and he's not being super... I mean, everything he's doing that's not selfish is for other people, you know? But he's just, like, he's getting... The end of the line is coming for his, like, patience. Yeah, Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's coming up. And if it had only been a little bit earlier... Everything could have been different. We'll never know. Like, yeah. Like, literally, like, but one minute Captain earlier. Captain Jack that, I mean, you know. But Captain if, Jack inspired both of them with the same speech at the same time. If Captain Jack had pulled Jim aside and said that speech to him, who knows what might have happened. Well, Jim was listening, though. No, I mean, like, in the ti- timing-wise, if Jim had oh, had earlier. that speech earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but, you know it was what? Just like, it was just like Chad, Captain Jack was like, guys, I know I'm a financial genius. Warren Buffett's nephew. And the best thing you can do is put your money in Bitcoin. 
Bitcoin. <laughs> Bitcoin. Bitcoin is actually the <laughs> corner of the American agricultural scene. You no, know, he's like, put your money in Bitcoin, go, and then they both run off to separate computers. <laughs> oh, well, it's the same computer. They One of to, them's accessing it remotely. They have to grab um, Ryan's computer that yeah. he's using to start. Should've, I should have invested with Wolf. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, right. that's the end of Jim and... And Pam, Pam, like you said, melts when she gets engaged. And rightly so. She doesn't have like another option. She's happy that she's actually going to get proposed to. But let's move right to Roy. Roy is making fun of her past. Um, getting along well with Katie. I wouldn't say that they're flirting, though. No, they just they just went to the same high school. Yeah, but they're like showing how similar they are in a way that's distinctly different from, from those two. But then also... Roy um, is so drunk. He's like, so he looks so drunk when he's getting that advice and still pretty much, although not as much when he's proposing the date a few seconds later, you know? Yeah. I mean, he took those snorkel shots and he's got like bloodshot eyes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, that kind of ruins it too. That he had yeah. to like get drunk and like sentimental to like bother hey, setting a date set for their wedding. Date. And like, shouldn't it be something that they discuss together? Like when they're going to get married? I, yeah, it's and a like, little bit traditional for him to have proposed. Pam accepted, and now she's just waiting for him to propose the next thing. Yeah, and so um, what did they say? This is in January. Yeah. So they're getting married in less June. than six months. Mm-hmm. I mean. That's not a lot of time to... I mean, I guess it depends on what kind of wedding you're having, but, you know. You can do it. Can you get a good venue in June on a Saturday, Roy? June 10th? It is a Saturday. It is? In 2006, it was. Wow, you That's did your the research. the of diligence that you expect from the off five. Wow, or at least from Nathan. Because I was wondering, because you like, he didn't have a smartphone, or maybe it's like flip phone. Had the, I was like, how did he pick a good date and be like, hey, we're having our... Wedding on a How Thursday. About June tenth. <laughs> We're having our wedding on a Wednesday. Um, well, I got married on a Monday because it was so we got a, so much better of a venue on Monday. Yeah, I mean, I didn't get married, but if I did, it would probably be a weekday. <laughs> because and you know, what we said is people said, but we have to work, and I said, just take it off work. It's the most important day of your life, <laughs> 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 and also happiest. <laughs> but it won't be that happy if you're at work and everyone you know is at a wedding. <laughs> Ours. Everyone you know. I had to make the speech a lot. <laughs> I think I would have got it down. You could have a three-day weekend. Work on Saturday. It'll be fine. Just There's like a whole take ex- Monday off. We did like RSVPs over Facebook. It's crazy. And people actually came to it, so. Yep. They had a great time. Yeah. That's what they said. Not under oath, but... I don't know. I think they had a good time. They're smiling. They're smiles. You know, they're smiling with their eyes, not with just their mouth. So I think it was legit. Is that what you're doing the whole time? You're just, are you having a good time? Because you're, because it looks like you're smiling. And I was like, they were like, we're having a good time at me. And I was like, I got to do. It's busy. It's hard <laughs> to do a wedding. and stuff. <laughs> Glad you're having fun. See you later. When I'm married. See you in a few, <laughs> few weeks. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So that's, that's enough for their thing. Oh, we should talk about Katie since the last time. Did we, do we need to talk about her? She cheerleads. She's being like weirdly desperate. And yeah, like she it's should like know weirdly, that it's... Like, yeah. like, why would you ever say, oh my God, do you think that's going to be us? I think that was like a test. 
Like yeah, she already she, was worried. She had a cu- the anger queued up real quick. Like when he said no, she was like, "Why did you even bring me?" It's like, okay, Katie, calm down. The way Girl. he said no, he should have just been like, "No, babe, I got a lot of things going on right now, and I can't, I can't date because I'm looking at these people." Yeah, instead of no. Yeah, that's so mean. No. I know. Yeah, Jim, come on. Yeah. He's kind of. We've been dating for a while. She's... It's going really well, right? Yeah, and we could probably go for another few weeks. No, no. Oh. Is, so we broke up? So what? <laughs> but I'm on a Could boat. Could you have told me without me having asked you a question first? Because that's a little awkward. Yeah, that's effed up. It's worse than the text message. It really is. Because at least a text message, you could throw your phone and be on land. <laughs> like she could put a smiley face at the end yeah. to soften the blow. Yeah. Frowny Jim. Okay. Enough of Katie. We will never speak of her again. <laughs> Goodbye, Kate. <laughs> Goodbye, Katie. You hot, hot girl. Hot. <laughs> so hot and goodbye. <laughs> I hope you come to my office and sell some purses. Yeah. I would love a European style man purse. Okay. So, do you want to just go through them quickly? Yes. I love Daryl's quote about the sails of the ship. Right. This, Yes, Daryl. The sails does make sails. <laughs> the show like bends over backward to show that Daryl is smart yeah it does which i appreciate i do too but why the hell is he at this meeting (laughs) like he's why they just invite one warehouse person up that's true why is he even well maybe it's because he's the foreman that they like yeah that they wanted to like because it's a leadership seminar maybe he could learn a little bit about leadership yeah that's true it is like kind of random that he's the only person there i don't mind i would invite daryl too to any function well because later on they make jokes about like that because kelly keeps inviting him but so you get used to seeing him yeah and then he gets an office upstairs. So out of out of the uh, you know the reality of the office, I'm like wondering if maybe uh, Craig Robinson was getting a little bit more famous or like got a better role, and they wanted to start putting him in the show a little bit more because like utilize his talents. But it is so great because he says that, but it's able to be simultaneously like a good, clever thing for someone to say, but then also to kind of show Michael's. Uh, I don't know. What's the word? He's like dismissing him because he's in the warehouse. He assumed that whatever he said is like is dumb and he doesn't understand what's going on, you know, or it's racist. But like he like he dismisses it so much. But, but it's, it's so simple that yeah. it's like how could I mean, he's the one that suggested the analogy. Right. And he even hears it wrong because he says yeah. the sales department makes sales. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. Or no. He says, how about the sales department is the sales? And he goes, yeah, they make sales. Yeah, they make sales. Good job. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Good job. You participated. Yeah. I do like that scene. I'm not exactly sure why he's there, but I appreciate it. In elementary school, I got um, out of the spelling bee for spelling sale, S-A-L-E, instead of S-A-I-L, because I didn't ask for a definition. Wow. I know. I was like... Are you kidding me? You can't just yes, me. they make sales. <laughs> no, like, uh, sorry. Let's see the word. So the, the word is sale. Sale. Oh, and I said S-A-L-E. the word. The word is sales. This S- is your chance to S- to fix it. No, you have to ask a question. What's the definition, please? Yes, Daryl. The sales department makes sales. <laughs> and in the analogy <laughs> of a ship, they would be the sales. Right. Anyway. Now spell it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, so the sails. And then we got Dwight steering the ship. 
Mm-hmm. Not really. But he did almost land a plane. Poor Dwight. I know. They're like showing off kind of Dwight's blind... Uh, like authority. Not like a, like, yeah, he was... Like, yeah. yeah, respect for authority. Or if he's respect... Yeah, that's right. He'll just like follow along. But I mean... um, I did actually really like the way they ended the episode with Michael saying, Dwight, it's not a real steering wheel, you idiot. And then it's just kind of. That's the very end of the episode. Yeah. And it was kind of weird, but I really liked it. Because they don't wrap up the plots. No, but they will. And I have a question. Okay. Did Angela also not know that was a real wheel? I think she's just indulging him. Yeah, I think so too. She's smarter. It's a wooden that. little wheel at the front of. The She's pack. like feeding his ego. Yeah. Hmm. Because she really likes his take charge attitude. She's yeah. willing to let it go, even if it's for a dumb reason. Or yeah. For a dumb person. Like constantly, she she is fine with it. I'll go with that. Um, Meredith, we get her two main attributes on display. She likes to booze. When she when she finds out it's a booze cruise. And she likes to bang. Yep. She is uh, offering to hold Captain Jack's pole later on. Usually a woman does do it, even though Dwight is stronger. Yeah, and then later on, they are holding hands and heading towards the room, and she's about to hold Captain Jack's pole. Exactly. And then later on, she's wearing just a life vest. Yeah, (laughs) which is so funny because he was just running out to see what was going on. She was able to put on a life jacket. Yeah. Do you think she put it on because she thought the ship was sinking? No, they were probably role-playing. But I don't want to get too much into that. <laughs> oh, I was going to say she just like grabbed the first thing. That would be no, faster because she like, threw her shirt overboard or something. there's more than that. All right. Oh, man. The, the, <laughs> the classic role-playing of the captain and the drowning woman. <laughs> it's, a com- it's common. It's a pretty common one. That's like with what Karen says with the schoolgirl, right? Yeah, exactly. Pretty much the same thing. Um, the only other person I have is Michael. And Michael does the best puke and rally I've ever seen. Well, second best puke and rally I've ever seen. Yeah. Well, yeah, what was the first? It was at um, Red Robin. Okay. And <laughs> it was actually a baby. And <laughs> puked all over and then started eating fries again. <laughs> and the, I heard the dad say, wow, that was a puke and rally. <laughs> Second place, Michael in the office. Second place, Michael Scott in <laughs> Booze Cruise. That's awesome. Uh, he was a little bit too clever with the one medication, Pharmacillin. Yeah, yeah. Brenda <laughs> is so mean. Boring. Yeah, she's like, like he's throwing up. Yeah, I and then know. She's like, and he's like, I'm on medication. And like, you could have thought that he meant he took uh, like Dramamine or something. Yeah. But so she's like, what? Like. Like he was taking medication yeah. to make him throw up or like. It's like Jan like prepped her a yeah. little too much. Which we found out in the deleted scenes. Oh, yeah, that's right. That Jan actually was kind of all over Brenda something. Brenda. Actually, her last name is Matlow. In the deleted <laughs> scene, Jan says it. Oh, I didn't even catch that. She says Brenda Matlow. But which is supposed to make it funnier, I think, later when Michael says Brenda something. <laughs> but I think it was still equally funny because you assume yeah. it would have been in like tons of emails by then and stuff. And yeah, she yeah, must have yeah. said it when she arrived. Yeah. But the thing is, if you don't remember the last name, just say this is Brenda. You don't have to say something. at the end. Yeah, that's true. 
<laughs> or you could ask. I don't know. But uh, Brenda then, is like all over Michael to like get the show on the road. And we found out in the aforementioned deleted scene. Well, but the reason I don't think they usually do. The reason they're doing it is because Jan is like really writing Michael lately compared to the past. And, um, and part of the reason is because they need to have enough business content so they can write it off with the IRS. Tax deductible. Question. How do you IRS audit a meeting to find out whether or not it had enough business in it? <laughs> what? We look at the, look at the documentary footage yeah, and be like, oh, okay, true. well, I don't know that, that, uh, I don't know if that analogy really holds up. Therefore, we're, <laughs> You're, you owe us taxes. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of weird. <laughs> and also, they're okay with the company sending them on a booze cruise, called a booze cruise, but they couldn't have liquor at their ho- holiday party. Yeah, that doesn't add up. Something here doesn't add up. Mm-mm. And it's that. Maybe it's just that they can't have it in the office, but they can do that. But I don't know. If you can, if it's a tax-deductible thing, I don't know why they would be able to have a boost cruise. But That's true. What happens on Lake Wallenpopak stays on Lake Wallenpopak. Not really. It stays in Lake Wallenpopak if you jump overboard. Yeah. Oh, my God. He really does try at the end, like a last-ditch effort to make a leadership um, speech, but it doesn't really work out. So if Michael picked this, which it sounds like he did, that was a bad choice. But he's really trying to put a square peg in a round hole when he keeps trying to make these announcements, and there is no good place to make them. No, like there's everyone's inside, should, and there's yeah. a band playing the whole time, and Captain Jack keeps like doing activities. Like it's a bad environment for that. It's like he should have grabbed everyone and been like, "Guys, we have to do a leadership thing. Let's just go into the corner. I'll talk unmiked." Or go up for to the five death. or ten minutes, yeah. and then that's it. And like it'll be cold, but then we can just enjoy the booze cruise for the rest yeah. of the time instead of keep trying to. Because at first it's like he's trying to be the center of attention, but later on it kind of switches. Where you're like, he probably should be able to say a little bit more than this if they like if they're the bulk of this cruise. Yeah, even though they're not the true. whole part of the cruise. That's true. Um, and then he gets his hands zip tied. <laughs> yeah. And try. Yeah. He's, he's in the brig. Yeah. Um, and that's when Jim comes up to him and and kind of confides in him. And I think my favorite quote of Michael's is the BFD. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> BFD, engaged, ain't married. That's the first time I, I ever heard that. that, but I still say it sometimes. I of love him. it, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know what the F stands for? F***ing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you would say something clever. <laughs> it's a big f***ing deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I just made more work for you. <laughs> WT <laughs> <laughs> You can't swear on this. Um, Michael is a good speaker, though. He went to the Tony Robbins event by the airport. Well, not really. Yeah, but he like saw it a little bit. And uh, he's pretty racist in this episode. Yeah. Like, not... Not over the top, but he does like the thing. He says that the ethnic songs must mean that they're the warehouse. And then he says that on uh, Gilligan's Isle that Kelly must be playing one of the natives. I've never seen Gilligan's Island. Oh. Have you? Yeah, a little bit. And then (laughs) not much to say about that, but uh, the worst thing he does is when he says that Dwight would be Gilligan. And then he goes, no, I'm the skipper, but you can be Gilligan. And he goes, oh, I'd rather kill myself. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. And he just gave it to Dwight and Dwight's still right there. Yeah, and I know. Th- he keeps Poor doing Dwight. that where he like gives Dwight a little bit of responsibility that sounds good to Dwight. And, and then, then tells like, him it's, I hate it. it's so far beneath him yeah. while he's still there. Yeah. Oh, Gross. Okay. 
Who's getting a... Should we do Dundies or reviews? Dundee. Okay. Do you have one ready to go? Yeah. Okay. Do you? Nope. Okay. So I'm giving my Dundee to Kevin. Okay. For coming to the booze cruise prepared with his ski mask and then improvising and wearing it as a hat, a beanie, because it's a little chilly. Yeah. So he fashioned his <laughs> ski mask into a hat. <laughs> yes. He did. A kind and, of kerchief. And then he might he might use duct tape later to fashion it back into a ski mask. <laughs> that would be horrifying looking. <laughs> yeah, that really would. So, yeah, that's who I give it to. Um, yeah. You know, in the Christmas episode, I didn't give it to Meredith because she got so drunk, uh, even though she did a nice thing. But this time, she's kind of the only one really making the most of the booze cruise. Yeah, she is. It's like her own spring break. Yeah, and she's banging Captain Jack. Who wouldn't do that? I don't know. A lot of people. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, she's like excited to go and she's enthusiastic for the thing. So, uh, Meredith, yeah. We're going to throw Meredith a bone. Nice. Or a a captain's stick. What was it? (laughs) Whatever it is. A pole. A pole, okay. And a dundee. And a Dundee for... Making the most of it. Yeah. Making the most of, of a cold situation. Yeah. What and was yours called? Also making the most of a cold situation. Oh, weird. Same same Dundee. Two different same people. Dundee, different yes. Criteria. Different criteria. <laughs> awesome. Okay. And for ratings, I'm... I'm going to give this one a... a beach day. Five out of seven. Oh, that's what I was going to give really? it. Even though... I knew everyone thought I was going to give Alfredo's Pizza Cafe, but I really like um, this episode. So, Beach Day. Just because culmination of all of Jim and Pam stuff is coming to... Some great moments in this one. Uh, Great documentary work, like we talked about. Yeah. It's kind of arbitrary. I don't... Do you even think we should keep rating the episodes forever? I just think it's like a good thing to like talk about what we liked and didn't like at the end, but like, or like to get like a general idea, but it's not like they actually compare across episodes that well. Yeah, it doesn't, but because it does have a lot to do with our mood. Yeah. (laughs) But I will say that later on, we still need to be able to reserve the right to rate the later seasons with um lower ratings you know that's true i mean we have been giving alfredo's pizza cafe but we're only in to every episode episode so far (laughs) (laughs) but we're only in season two and like we know that the best episodes i mean i do remember when you gave this pilot of the show that we're doing a podcast about two out of six (laughs) yeah that was those rough times but here's what i don't like about our rating system anymore well i mean we have there's a lot of, of there's <laughs> a lot of room for error a lot of to like we by making it seven this is the problem and you keep giving things alfredo's pizza cafe and being like it's good it's not my favorite the problem with seven is that four is directly in the middle no it's and a little more no it's not because when we had six there was no middle and that's what i kind of wanted was that we had to pick a oh, little bit below or a little bit less i time. see what you're saying there's three below and then three above but i think one of the problems is the thing we look at every day when we make our ratings is, is out of six it's out of six so we see four as being a little bit above the middle but then there's actually seven so it, it ends up being exactly in the middle so it's like for all those episodes that you gave alfredo's pizza cafe you were like this is exactly the average this is exactly the average like you know what i mean uh, so, so basically, it's a flawed system, is what you're saying. Um, yeah, and we'll we'll fix it later. 
Yeah. But we should probably fix it. But you know what? You know what I was kind of thinking? What? We should never give Alfredo's Pizza Cafe again because it's in the middle. So then we have, we still have a seven point scale, but there's no middle anymore. It's a seven point scale. But you can't give it a four. Because it's in the middle. So, so you have to bump it. And it's even further that you have to bump it so up or what, down now. We're doing what we originally set out to do, which was to have a six-point scale. Yeah. But it has more flexibility. It's like a mountain. There's like the right side of the mountain and there's left side of the mountain. But you can't put something right in the middle very easily because it will fall off. <laughs> Is that how mountains work? Yeah, that's exactly I've never work. seen or been on a mountain, so I wouldn't know. Well, let me tell you. Okay. Actually, I already did, so I'll just skip it. <laughs> Anyway. All right, so I think that's actually a good compromise. And if you don't think it's a good compromise, why don't you send us an email at the off 5 podcast at gmail.com and let us know how you feel about the rating system so far. And tell us what you'd rate... Um, uh, My vocal fry. Yeah, or Chili's <laughs> Restaurant out of seven, but not including four. I would also like to know what everyone thinks about us rating our episodes Um in order from you know oh ranking them ranking yeah yeah let's do it next time okay if we remember yeah okay sounds good um and should we rank each episode of the off five on the same scale of (laughs) ten out of seven i think we need to have some sort of like form that we fill out okay that gives us like different scales for different um criteria mm-hmm. and that way we can have an average and we give internal validity and also uh um intra rater reliability that's what i was thinking yeah something like that so let's do we'll do this seven point scale no four let's rate the off five even though this episode gets a five out of seven which is beach day i'm going to give this episode of the off five a three out of seven a little stitious because i think we've wandered around a little bit and <laughs> I mean, and it's Friday the 13th, so you have to... I mean, I'm not superstitious, but I'm a little stitious. I am kind of (laughs) stitious. Kind of stitious. I'm really stitious. I've had only three stoochers in my life. Do you ever watch those old shows, The Three Stoochers? No, I've never seen it, actually. With Curly, Blinky, and... And Dot. (laughs) And, um... And the brain. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. And thanks to Mary and Zach for sending us a very kind gift. If you'd like to send us a very kind gift, you'll have to send us an email to get our address because I don't want... Uh, anthrax. Yeah. <laughs> you'll, have to, you'll have to be really kind if you want to send us anthrax and then we'll... And then we'll, we'll consider it. We'll definitely accept whatever. Whatever anthrax you But thanks again, us. Mary and Zach, and send us an email. It's a booze cruise. <laughs> the end. And I'll stop that. This is more of a joke for the video stream. I'll probably edit it out of the podcast. Okay, and if good. I don't, it it'll be very sense. awkward. <laughs> yeah, because it wouldn't make sense. Unless we talk about it like way too much, then it might come back around again to being <laughs> funny, but who knows? <laughs> who knows what might happen. <laughs> it's risky, so yeah. we'll just stop that there.